Both these positions, we can see, are, whatever else they are, different solutions to the same problem. The problem of frustration. The trials and tribulations of wanting are born of frustration. To choose one thing may involve frustrating ourselves of something else. So a lot depends on whether we can bear frustration and whether we want to. If we were creatures less convinced and convincing about our so-called needs, we would suffer in quite different ways. Tragedies begin with a person in an emerging state of frustration, beginning to feel the need of something. And at the beginning, for the protagonists, they're not yet tragedies. Tragedies begin with a dramatic scene in which an urgent frustration unfolds, seeking first definition and then solution. At the very beginning of a tragedy, everyone is a pragmatist. People have answers and believe that solutions probably exist. The first English dictionary, Robert Cordry's A Tale Alphabetical of 1604, has, for the word frustrate, make void, deceive. Make void, in 17th century usage, also meant to avoid, as in Coriolanus. For if I had feared death, of all the men in the world I would have voided thee. Act 4, Scene 5. As well as the more familiar meaning of to get rid of, to empty out. And deceive in this period meant not only to trick, but to disappoint. Avoidance, of course, is a getting rid of, but coupled with the word deceive, to frustrate, seems to have more to do with lying and cheating than with simply depriving someone of something they need, more to do with guile and cunning and calculation than with meanness. To frustrate someone in this 17th century meaning is to knowingly mislead them. There is something underhand about it, something illicit. As it happens, Cordry was a man, as far as we know, not given to evasive behaviour, but to plain speaking. A man in trouble with the authorities. He suffered what was for him the tyranny of Elizabeth's established church, for tyrannise he has in his dictionary use cruelty. He was a Puritan nonconformist priest, who was known for speaking diverse words in the pulpit tending to the depraving of the Book of Common Prayer, and not conforming himself in the celebration of the divine service and administration of the sacraments, but refusing to do so. The First English Dictionary For conform, Cordry has to make like unto, to consent. We might now think it entirely appropriate that a future lexicographer would be speaking diverse words in the pulpit before losing his living as a priest. To frustrate in Cordry's sense is not straightforwardly to refuse someone something. It is, in that strange phrase, to make void, literally to cause someone to believe something that is false. It is, one might say, a form of magic, a conjuring trick, Something there is not there. Something false is true. In a famous scene in King Lear, Act 4, Scene 6, probably written a year or two after Cordry's dictionary, in which Edgar is supposedly helping his blind father Gloucester to jump over the cliff, we find again these twinned meanings of a now all-too-familiar word. Unable to deliver himself from torment by suicide, Gloucester invokes the common theme of the play the loss of props, of cultural forms to contain conflict, the present impossibility of conciliating rival claims, that there are things that can neither be avoided nor banished. Alack, I have no eyes. Is wretchedness deprived that benefit to end itself by death? T'was yet some comfort, when misery could beguile the tyrant's rage and frustrate his proud will.
What you do with proud wills, in both senses, is the play's issue. In the first act, Lear, in his tyrant's rage at Cordelia's apparent refusal, and one of the questions the play asks is, in what way is Cordelia frustrating her father, accuses his daughter of deception. Let pride, which she calls plainness, marry her. Her pride, he says, will have to be her dowry and get her a husband. Pride means knowing intractably what you want. There are many enraged tyrants in this play, and the play keeps working out what we should do with them and what it is that makes them tyrannical. Gloucester here adds death to the troop of tyrants, but strangely he looks back almost with nostalgia to a time when suicide was an option, even perhaps alluding to Cleopatra a noble option, but acknowledging at the same time that the only thing you can do with tyrants is to deceive them.